I'm so excited that you decided to join me on the Empowered Moments broadcast. We're going to have a great time. You may be driving to work. You may be taking care of kids, or you might be in your office and you just need to take a break. This is motivation for you to create the future you want instead of tolerating the future that you get. Let's get started. All right, everybody, welcome. Bishop Paul Wondercheck here, the Empowered Moments Podcast. I'm so glad you decided to join me. How was episode one? What did you guys think of episode one? I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Listen, I am excited today because I'm holding in my hand my brand new book called Get Your Room Ready, Enlarging Your Capacity to Receive the Blessing of God. This is a very interesting book, and it came from talking to my team. I was actually having a team talk meeting. We do that once a month with my physical uh, team, not my internet or virtual. They're actually those that are here uh, in my city, and we meet at Olive Garden, and we I mentor them for about two hours. It's really a powerful time, and some real, real good stuff comes out of that meeting. We, we just, uh, I mentor them, and ideas come to us, and this revelation came and actually, I, I, I wrote a book out of it because it was just so profound. Listen, uh, Malachi chapter 3, is, uh, verse 10 tells us, we know it's the tithing verse. Everybody quotes it. Everybody that's that's uh, been in church all their life or even for any period of time, um, they quote this passage and it says, when you bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, see if I will not, this is God talking, Open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you do not have room enough to contain. Now, what's interesting about that passage is God says, I'll pour out a blessing you don't at the moment have room to contain. If you'll read the text, it doesn't say I'm going to give you something you're able to handle. It says, I'm giving you, I want to give you something that right now you're not at the position to be able to handle it. In other words, God will never give you anything you cannot manage. So God is saying, I, I want to pour out a blessing so big, but you don't really have room enough to contain it right now. So you got to get your room ready. In other words, you got to do the natural things to expand your capacity to receive what God's about to pour out. Isn't that a phenomenal concept? We've always, uh, How many people do you know tithe and they've never received a blessing they don't have room enough to contain? Why? Because they didn't do the natural things to get their room ready to be able to handle what God was going to pour out. In other words, if God wants to pour out a 55-gallon bucket of blessing in your life and you only have a one capacity or one-gallon capacity to receive it, you're, you you got a one-gallon jug, and God's sitting here with 55 gallons of favor, and you can't receive it. So instead of pouring out the 55 gallons into your one-gallon bucket, God is going to hold back what he wants to bless you with because God's not wasteful. God is not going to allow 54 gallons of his goodness to pour out on the ground because you can't receive it because you only have a one gallon capacity. My God, that's powerful. So the whole book is on how to enlarge your capacity. The reason some of you aren't blessed is because you're not big enough to be blessed. The reason some of you aren't blessed is because God's been trying to pour this blessing into your life, but you don't have the room right now to handle what God wants to pour out. So this book is amazing. The first chapter is called Giants Among Us. And, you know, have you ever wondered why some people become ultra successful while others 
with the same information and the same education seem to scrape by, it seems that some people just have the advantages in life to go farther than others, or does it? There are some that seem like giants among us, and we wonder how they got where they are. We believe that the Bible says that the blessing of God is available to everyone, but we don't seem to be walking in it ourselves. We felt left out, so to speak. Success is not about where you were born or who your parents were. Success is about capacity. What is available to one is available to all. The problem is not on the giving end, it's on the receiving end. The problem is not in God's ability to pour out this favor and blessing on our lives. The problem is in our ability to have the capacity to be able to receive it. You have to be big enough to be blessed. It's all about capacity. God is not going to pour a million dollar blessing into a 10 cent jug. He's not about to be wasteful. He'll pour into those who can handle what he has. I love this. One of my favorite passages in the Bible, Numbers 13, 32, says, And they brought up an evil report. Remember the ten spies? They brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it, it is a land that eats up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people we saw in it are of great stature, or men of great stature. Moses had sent, excuse me, 12 spies into the land, and they were to assess the promise to see if the people were good or evil. What they found was amazing. They found that the land was huge and the grapes were so large they had to carry them back on poles. Numbers 13, 23 says, when they reached the valley of a skull, they cut off a branch carrying a single cluster of grapes. Two of them carried it on a pole between them. Now, wait a minute. I've been to Food Lion and that cluster of grapes fits in my hand, but in the promised land, the cluster, one cluster of grapes was so big, two men had to carry it on a pole. In other words, the blessing was so big, you had to be a giant to be able to handle and even eat the food in the promised land God was taking the people of Israel to. So we see the grapes were so large that one cluster had to be carried by two men on poles. Now, these weren't the grape clusters that you get at the local grocery store. I already said that. They were massive. So we see that the verse in this verse we look at, it says the land devours those who are in it. And giants lived there. This land not only had giants inhabiting it, but it seemed you had to be a giant to even live there. The grapes were so large. The fruit was so large. That is how it is with the promise of God. Where God is taking you is so big, you have to be a giant to be able to live there. You have to get bigger on the inside. You have to enlarge your capacity to receive from God. Or this place will devour you. Here are seven areas that your capacity must enlarge. And I'm going to get to that in a second. But listen, you don't attract what you want. People say all the time, well, I wish I could just attract the right man. I wish I could attract the right woman. You don't attract what you want. The law of attraction doesn't, the law of attraction leaves out the most important principle. You don't attract what you want. You attract who you are. If you don't like who you're attracting, you got to become a different person to be able to attract what it is you want. You have to become what you want in order to attract what you want. If you want kindness, you have to become kind. If you want, uh, if you want a gifted person, you have to become gifted and work on your gift. If you want an intelligent person, you have to grow in wisdom. If you want a person that's good at conversation, you have to get good at conversation. Why? You don't attract what you want. You attract who you are. So if you're going to attract bigger, you've got to become bigger. And I talk in here about your faith capacity has to enlarge. Your learning capacity has to enlarge. Your relationship capacity has to enlarge. Your ability to work with people 
of high stature, people of greatness, your energy capacity, your ability to be healthy enough to be able to handle the busyness of the productivity that God wants to bring you in in your purpose, your correction capacity. Can you handle correction? Can you, can you learn your management capacity? God will never give you anything you can't manage. Your management capacity, you got to get better at managing your life. Your goal capacity, your goals, you need to allow the goals of yesterday to die. And you need to write some new goals. You need to come up with some goals that are big enough for your future. I always say this, if your future requires no training, you're already in it. Oh, I love that. I, I love this one. If I, I like this one. If your future, future requires no training, you're already in it. That's one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorites. But I like this one. Make your future so big, your past is ashamed to show up. <laughs> Make your future so big, your past is embarrassed to show up. You have to figure out where you need to invest the most in your life and where you are desiring the greatest return in your life. And you have to grow in that area. Right? So I talk about these these capacity areas and these areas we have to grow and enlarge our capacity. You know, your faith. You gotta enlarge your faith capacity. Faith is the anticipation of gain, fear is the anticipation of loss. If you anticipate losing more than you anticipate gaining, your fear is bigger than your faith. When you enlarge your faith capacity, you begin to expect increase everywhere and you expect to win. You're not playing not to lose, you're playing to win. No more playing not to lose. No more worst case scenario. Now you wake up every morning and you think best case scenario. We live in a world that runs off logic and reason. And it seems only in the movies that we witness society's attempt to display the miraculous side of life. If that desire for the miraculous exists in our imagination, then why can it not exist in our reality? What many don't understand about life is that just because something ceases to be visible doesn't mean it ceases to exist. In other words, just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Just because you can't see a bigger future doesn't mean it doesn't exist for you. We live in an out-of-sight, out-of-mind culture. And if we can't see it with our own eyes, we dismiss it and assume that it no longer exists when really it is just hiding from us. There are opportunities all around us that we fail to see not because... It's not there, but because we have what I call blind spots. That's how you know that you're living in the faith realm because God never calls something what it is. He calls it what it's going to be that's in his mind. He sees it. When you, you need to see, don't call people what they are. Call them what God wants them to be. If your kids are acting crazy, don't call them crazy. Call them queens and kings. Come on, y'all. God doesn't look at your problem and see a problem. He looks at your problem and sees, uh, looks at your, uh, he looks at your problem and sees a solution. God is a name changer. God looked at Peter. Simon called him Peter. Abram called him Abraham. God is a name changer. That's so powerful. He looked at Saul and called him Paul. God is a destiny shifter. So, so just enlarging your capacity to believe on another level. Is, is so important. And uh-oh, that was my Apple Watch. So uh, messages going out. We're going on vacation, Myrtle Beach, for a week. I am excited. Got an Airbnb. Y'all, if you haven't used Airbnb, you need to check it out. I'm talking about rates that are half to a third of what you would normally pay. Uh, so anyway, back to my book, Enlarging Your Capacity to Receive the Blessing of God. So I love this thing. 
Um, I, I love this book, and I'm really excited about it. Okay, a mentor once told me that the greatest believers, check this out, are in Las Vegas casinos, and the greatest gamblers are in the church. Those in the casinos have more hope and expectation that their money will produce a windfall, even though the odds are stacked against them. But church folks take the biggest gamble because they won't sow their seed and use their faith in a place of guaranteed harvest where the odds are in their favor. I'm going to leave it at that. Episode two was absolutely fantastic. I can't tell you how much I enjoyed. Listen, I enjoy my Empowerment Zone family. If you want to join the Empowerment Zone partnership family, our team, if you want to be a monthly supporter, it's only $30.80 a month. That's less than what 13 or 14 cents a day. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you get books, resources, face-to-face mentorship and coaching with me, uh, face-to-face Zoom calls every month with the team. Um, We got a special private Facebook group with video teachings that I upload every week called The Vault. And it's only for Empowerment Zone partners and so much more. So if you want to be a partner, listen, uh, go to my website, bishopp.tv, click on the giving button, click on the Empowerment Zone partnership button and become a partner today. I will send you an email, we'll connect, and we'll have our first mentorship and coaching session. I can't wait. Listen, I'm Bishop Paul Wondercheck. I'm here to help you win. Walk in wisdom, identify your inspiration, and navigate through transitional seasons. And it's my honor that you'd listen to my podcast. Listen, we'll see you on episode three, talking more about Get Your Room Ready and the Keeper of the Keys. I'm excited. Have a fabulous day. I hope that your faith is charged up.